Welcome to Technovation, a weekly conversation with people who are shaping the technology landscape. I'm Peter High, president of MetaStrategy, advisor to technology executives, Forbes columnist, book author, and your host. Each episode of Technovation features insights from top executives and thought leaders at the intersection of business, technology, and innovation. If you like what you hear, we'd be grateful if you give us a rating on iTunes or through whatever other source you use for podcasts. And please subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Thank you. My guest today is Rich Gilbert. Rich is the Chief Digital and Information Officer of Aflac, the largest provider of supplemental insurance in the United States with revenues exceeding $22 billion annually. In his role, Rich is responsible for digital strategy as well as for more traditional IT. On the digital side, he's focused on the customer experience, looking at personas and roadmaps, and setting direction for the digital perspectives. On the IT side, Rich is responsible for application delivery, infrastructure, program and project management, and agile activities. Combining them, Rich notes, allows Aflac to accelerate its digital strategy and move things forward more rapidly. In this interview, we discuss the digital transformation the company's undertaken, including what he refers to as one digital Aflac, and how the transformation has impacted the customer experience. We discuss Rich's thoughts on the COVID-19 pandemic, including how it forced Aflac to reinvent and double down on digital, as well as the changes that are here to stay post-pandemic. Finally, we discuss how the company shifted from a waterfall to an agile approach, why one's ability to adapt to, more than coming up with, new technologies is the most important thing for a company, and a variety of other topics. Before we get to our interview, I wanted to introduce you to our sponsor, Zoho, and the company's president, Timothy Casby. Prior to taking on his current role, he was the chief information officer of a number of companies, including Reliance Industries, Sears, Intrexon, and the Warehouse Group. He's now at Zoho, a most unusual enterprise software company, and wanted to share some perspectives from it. Timothy, take it away. Peter, you keep calling us an unusual enterprise software company. I think we should talk about that a bit. Yes, we have not borrowed a single dollar from a VC or a bank and ended up bootstrapping our way to multi-billion dollar SaaS business with over 60 million enterprise users. That itself is unusual for a tech company. But the principles that have kept us from accepting VC term sheets are simple. We believe all our employees should have good night's sleep each night, be it month-end, quarter-end, or year-end. To enable this principle, we have stayed private and have not dipped into public money. We don't believe in debt and discourage anyone from getting in one. A good night's sleep has its premium. Yes, we believe in good night's sleep and eating healthy foods. That's why we leave money on the table. It comes from our principle of eating healthy food. Just because there is food on the table, we don't believe it's healthy to eat it all. Therefore, any product we market, be it CRM, Sign, Helpdesk, and 100 others, these will be many multiples cheaper than our nearest competitor. And it comes from the principle of leaving money on the table. Find out more about our unusual enterprise company at Zoho.com. Thanks, Timothy. I also wanted to share a quick message from our sponsor, Sykes. Sykes is a leading provider of multi-channel demand generation and customer engagement services, helping Global 2000 companies enhance touch points at every stage of the customer journey. To share some perspectives, I'll briefly turn it over to Ian Barkin, the company's chief strategy and marketing officer. Customers don't want and don't deserve a new normal. They deserve and want a better normal. At Sykes, we know this because we spend over 3 billion minutes a year listening to and serving customers of the world's leading brands. And with that much listening, you can't help but know what delights, what infuriates, and what drives customer behaviors and decisions. So what is a better normal? 
we believe it's the delivery of a truly intelligent customer experience. The call to action has never been clearer for CIOs, CTOs, and the broader C-suite. New is not enough, and the time for tinkering has passed. The winning combination of technology, talent, and customer insight is how to create intelligent customer experiences and a truly better normal. To read more about intelligent customer experiences, check out sykes.com forward slash ICX. Thanks, Ian. And now on to our interview. Rich Gilbert, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Thank you, Peter. Glad to be here. Wonderful. Well, uh, Rich, I thought we would begin with your uh, role. You are the Chief Digital and Information Officer at Aflac. And I wonder if you could take a moment and just describe the two sides of your role, the digital officer and the information officer and the sets of responsibilities that each entail. Sure, Peter. So, yes, I'm the Chief Digital Information Officer, so I have both the digital strategy as well as the traditional IT. And, you know, so the digital strategy is all around looking at our customer experiences, looking at our personas, our roadmaps, um, being able to understand how our business needs to move forward from a digital perspective, right? And, and, you know, that combined with the traditional IT, so the traditional IT is all your application delivery, all your infrastructure, right? All your program and project management and the agile activities. It really gives us the opportunity to combine digital strategy and execution. And it allows us to, to really have this single vision of what we want to accomplish and allows for faster execution and, and really forward momentum towards outcomes. And so the, by combining these two roles, which are normally separate, right? I mean, in, in a normal organization, you have your CEO and your CIO. By combining them, it really allows us to kind of accelerate our, our digital strategy and move things forward. And Rich, under you, um, do you have two sets of teams or are there people like you who have dual responsibilities across the, the, the chasm between the two areas that you described? Well, so everybody's come together. And, you know, this is one of the foundational principles behind the, the new organizational structure. So we have kind of the, the traditional digital team that's looking at experience and things like that. And then the IT, but we've also combined that with the business. So we kind of have three legs of the stool combined together under one organization with kind of a single, singleness of purpose. And the reason we changed the name from information technology to digital services is because we wanted to reinvent ourselves and we wanted to do something different. And so by combining everything into that organization really gives us the ability to, to not define ourselves as digital, meaning you know digital strategy or IT or the business, but to combine it all together and to be able to create a set of services that we deliver for our company. Yeah, that's great. I, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about some of the aspects of your current strategy and areas that the team's focused on right now. Yeah, sure. And, you know, I kind of have to take a step back, right? Because we started the strategy 18 months ago and we knew we needed to do something different. And so when you want to do something different, you have to start different. And so um, I kind of, you know, I, I, I like to talk about kind of cars. I'm a big car fan. I, I've always liked cars. And so, you know, I kind of think about when I first joined the organization, you had a particular vehicle. And if you wanted that vehicle to go faster, you know, it's really hard to just modify it to say, okay, let's go fast, right? Sometimes you have to start over and look at, all right, what's your goal? What's your vision? And if you wanted to have a car that went 200 miles an hour, for example, you couldn't take a, a Honda Accord and no matter what you did to it, you couldn't make it go that fast. 
So what we did is we had to look at, you know, what was our goal? And we had a vision. And so that vision or 200 mile an hour vision was really one digital athletic. And so we had to look at things and say, okay, we needed to be able to look at our, what we wanted to do. And it was all around customer centricity and speed and driving a speed of change. And so we launched our one digital athletic vision and our vision is pretty simple. It's using digital to make it easier, easier for customers to buy from us, easier for our sales teams to sell in the marketplace, easier for our employers to be employees to work at Aflac in order for us to fulfill our, our promise. So, you know, that's, that was our vision. And then we had to look at, okay, if our 200 mile an hour vision was this one digital Aflac uh, strategy, we had to look at, all right, how do we reinvent our vehicle, right? And we had to look at things like, aerodynamics and, you know, your frame or your engine, right? And, um, you know, I kind of I liken the aerodynamics to our relationship with the business, right? There was a lot of friction, right? We were, we were in a vehicle that just had a lot of drag. And so we had to say, all right, how do we reinvent ourselves in, in this model? And we have to look at how do we streamline this? How do we eliminate silos? How do we reduce the friction so our organization can go faster? So we kind of have to look at that particular element. Um, I would say next we have to look at the frame. And so the frame is all, all around the structure of your organization. And so we have to look at, you know, how do we optimize that frame for weight? Because if you look at a vehicle, right, that's the most, uh, the heaviest part of the vehicle is kind of the frame and the chassis around it. So once we solve the aerodynamics issue by working with the business and IT team, we have to look at what's our operating model. And so one of the things that we did is we looked at our business strategy, which was around growth, efficiency, and experience, our three pillars for our business. How do you grow? How do you become more efficient? And how do you drive a great customer experience? And so one of the things we did was we said, let's align our new digital services organization into those three pillars. And then under those three pillars, we align by business service. So if you think about the services that make up an insurance business, there are things like enrollment and claims and new business and underwriting. We had to align to those services. And so we structured our frame or our organizational operating model by those services. And then lastly, I'll just say we had to focus on the engine, you know, because if, if you're going to go fast, you have to have the power to do it. And um, we had to overhaul our, our organization. And the engine behind what we do is our delivery process. And so our older engine was a traditional waterfall model where we you know, delivered products in 12 to 18 months. And it just wasn't fast and nimble enough. It didn't have the horsepower to get us to go. So we looked at reinventing the entire model using Agile and uh, breaking projects into lar from large monolithics to small projects that we deliver every two weeks. We implemented DevOps. And we put the tooling and the techniques around Agile um, to be able to put that engine into play. So, you know, our, our whole digital transformation was around hitting, that, hitting a model where we can focus on the customer, we can move fast, and we could, you know, create a new vehicle to do that. And so I'm, I'm just excited now that we finally got this thing out on the track and, um, you know, it's performing well and our lap times are faster than we've ever, ever would have imagined. <laughs> I like that, 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 uh, 
that analogy is really uh, is really apt and works quite well. Um, so talk a bit about uh, the role that digital plays within customer experience, um, especially during these times. We're having this conversation in the throes of the pandemic, of course. And uh, t- talk a bit about so in, sorry, thus through the, the the pandemic, a lot of more interactions digitally as opposed to in person. Um, right. Talk a little bit about how how you thought about that. Uh, clearly, some some uh, thoughts were were in place and some actions were being taken prior to you know early this year when we all quarantined and started working from our homes. But um, talk a little bit about how you thought about that and and um, how that's evolved across the the past five or six months. Yeah, so we had to start with, you know, our, our vision is around using digital to make it easier. And so what customers need is at the center behind what we do. So our, when we started this process, we developed a set of customer feedback by personas. So we have six personas that we built all of these customer journey maps around. So the first is the policyholder, the person that actually consumes our policy. Then we have the agent that sells our policies along with brokers. And then you have employers and tech partners, and then finally the Affleck employee. And so we created a series of journey maps around all of these personas. And part of those journey maps were really to determine what were the, what we call the moments of impact where Affleck can really create a digital experience to be able to move the needle in those relationships with those personas. So we created a whole model around that to be able to set up these processes. And, you know, I'll just kind of highlight a few things that we were able to do. So some of the things that we looked at were like our claims process, and we needed to figure out how we can make it easier to do claims. So, you know, if you think about it, you have to redo your website, um, you have to redo your mobile app to, to make those processes easier, but then you have to think about things that are within that experience. So, um, one of the things that we did is we, you know, we copied from other industries and we used this claim status tracker that is uh, a simple, you know, pizza delivery tracker that we use now to tell people where their claim is in the process. And, you know, that's a simple idea, but it's not really done in insurance. And, and we were able to put ideas like that claim status tracker into our experience for claims. Another example is, you know, the, we had issues with people not knowing their user ID and password. So just like, you know, Amazon would do, we created a guest checkout and you could actually file a claim as a guest. And so those are just a few of the things that we were able to do to really move the ball forward in our normal set of activities. Now, you, you mentioned, Peter, you know, with COVID, um, what are you doing differently? And I will just tell you that we've had to look at things very differently. Um, you know, that our agents typically um, sell insurance products at the work site. And so it's a face-to-face business model. And unfortunately, there is no work site. And so we had to help reinvent the whole agent experience. And so we looked at things that were done in other industries. Um, and we looked at technologies that were out there uh, to be able to incorporate those into the agent experience to make it all virtual. So for example, if you think about um, everything from sending out a correspondence to tell people about the products, we've created a set of digital postcards to be able to do that. Those link to microsites where the agent can then um, share information about their policies and, and about Um, all the different products. It also has a digital calendaring function where now they can go in and 
a schedule, a um, kind of a relationship call with uh, benefits counseling call with the agent and the policyholder to be able to understand that. You can click and set up that link virtually, which will launch a virtual session like a WebEx or a Teams call. And then we could use co-browsing to be able to share that experience so the agent and the broker can work together and, and share screens and do e-signatures. So that whole process right, didn't exist six months ago. And with COVID, we, we've taken the time to be able to reinvent that experience and look at things totally different. And has the, um, has the you know, each of those are such interesting examples and, and creative approaches to solving a pro- an acute problem that presented itself so quickly. Um, can I gather from what you're describing that the, the throughput, the, 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 the roadmap that may have been in place across the months of 2020, as you were planning at the end of the last year, that you've pulled some things forward. Um, and it also sounds like perhaps some of the throughput of those ideas has been enhanced, perhaps partially um, and maybe significantly because of the changes you made to the engine and the ability to um, you know, release, release change uh, much more quickly given some of those enhancements, but perhaps for other, due to other factors as well. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah. So, um, so we're doubling down on digital, right? And we're being able to, you know, our, our engine helps us go about 40% faster than we were. And, and by the way, we're still fine tuning it and we're getting it to operate faster, but we're 40% better than we were last year, which is significant, right? And, um, but what we found is that we looked at different companies and we saw that there were three different types of uh, companies out there. There were companies that were kind of retreating to run in COVID, meaning that, you know, how do you optimize to just survive, right? And, and be able to just kind of continue with your cost basis. And then we saw companies that were really, you know, striving to maintain, keeping the same thing that they were doing pre-COVID, post-COVID. And then there are companies like Aflac that just decided, hey, we need to reinvent. And we need to use the opportunity to be able to um, double down on digital. And um, some of the things that we were able to do, right, we earned the trust of our organization through, through the COVID. And I'll explain that in just a minute. But our double down on digital, we went, we went in front of our board and we said, look, there are several things that we are on our roadmap, but we want to accelerate. And we pulled millions of dollars forward for us to be able to accelerate projects. And that's going to differentiate us in the future. Now, I mentioned I come back to the trust thing. I think that it, when, we, when COVID first hit, right, uh, we were as an organization that was 85% in the office. And within a period of two weeks, we moved to 95% virtual. And that's, if you think about Aflac, you know, we're an insurance company. So we have these large call centers and claim centers. And, and to be able to do that required us to really shift from, our tacti- from a strategic focus to tactical to get that done. And we rallied the organization and moved our model to virtual. And what that did was the entire organization was, was kind of riding on technology at that point. And it earned the trust of the organization to say, wow, these guys, their model is working. Their engine is able to deliver, even pivoting to something tactical, like moving everybody to virtual, right? You, we were able to deliver that quickly in one, two week sprint, right? If you think about it, we were able to get things uh, done and, and move our systems to be able to operate in a virtual model. And what that did for us is earn trust. And we've taken that trust and we've used it to be able to say, let's accelerate our digital journey and accelerate things forward. 
That's compelling and 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 very interesting as to how you how you thought about that and how do you how are you planning, Rich, um, as you think about the future? Obviously, as we're having this conversation, we don't know if the end of the pandemic is is weeks or months or more away. Um, but how are you planning? Are there indel- certain indelible marks that you feel as though have been made upon the organization and how it operates? that will continue going forward? I mean, you've talked about some of these business practices, which are so obviously adding greater degrees of value. No doubt that will continue. Um, are, are there other ways in terms of how work has changed that you would suggest are likely to remain even after we achieve some sort of new normal? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think there's several traits that are coming out of organizations and, and, and Aflac's no different. I think one of them is the view of office work. And, um, you know, offices used to be the place to work, right? In the future, I think offices are going to become the place to meet and that people will use offices differently. And so we're restructuring, you know, we built all these nice agile buildings and invested significant amount of time and effort to be able to build these co-location spaces. And, you know, with COVID, we had to figure out how do you do that digitally. And we implemented tools like Microsoft Teams and other collaboration tools to be able to do that. And so as we go forward, we know that the model is never going to return exactly the way that it is. And, um, and so we're looking at, you know, how do we optimize that time when we come into the office where it becomes a meeting place, not a working place. So when we bring small groups in to collaborate, to, to, to work on innovation, there's nothing that's going to replace face-to-face interaction. But I think that the face-to-face interaction doesn't have to be um, you know, people sitting away at a desk, right? It's really how do you collaborate together and how do you make that a focused set of activities? So going forward, we're looking at, you know, modifying our strategy. We won't have, we won't, we're not coming back into the office until at least January. And then after that, it will be a while before we even get to a 50% mark. And so we're thinking that the, the whole COVID model of operating in a virtual um, is going to go with us for a long time. And by the way, we've been tracking the productivity of the organization. The reason I know we're 40% better is because we measure all the agile function points and, and our releases and things like that. And um, we're seeing an improvement post-COVID, right? And, you know, so we're, we're seeing you know, at least maintaining, if not higher, in all areas. And so it's a, it's a positive attribute to people's ability to adapt to a new working model. Very interesting. Um, I, as you look to the future, Rich, are there certain uh, trends that particularly excite you? We've covered a number of them in their application today, especially re- revolving around some of the significant changes that you've made from a digital transformation perspective. Are there others as you look to the future that particularly excite you? Yes, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, I'll take a little bit of a different view on this. Um, I'll cover some of the technologies in a minute, but it's I think the thing that's most important right now is not coming up with a new technology. It's how you adapt that. And I've mentioned that a lot of the things that we're doing, we're taking from other industries, we're taking from other practices, and we're putting them together differently to be able to solve a problem. So I think, you know, with faced with COVID, COVID is kind of the natural disruptor in the industry right now. It's causing us to, to, um, you know, to have to disrupt how we do things and relook at everything that we do. And part of that is just taking technologies that exist and reframing them and putting them together in a different model. And that's 
innovation, right? And that is uh, disruption. And so we are focused on a series of, of new things that I'll talk about here in a minute, but really it's the, it's how you put things together. That's really important. So I think that's, that's number one. Now going forward, what do I think is going to make a huge difference from a technology perspective uh, at its core, it's all automate at, at its core. It's all about automation and automation is changing. It's no longer about robotics, but it's about robotics and analytics and AI and machine learning put all together to be able to solve business processes. I think, you know, it's, it's ruthless automation across your, um, across your business processes. And what are the things that you can use technology to be able to automate? And when you look at ML and AI, they give you the intelligence, the data gives you the information, and then the robotics and everything else gives you the, the, the ability to execute. And if you can put all those together, you can really change your business processes. And I think in the key, in, in the end, the key for us is really to look at elevating the employee, right? Because that's one of our personas, elevating the employee to be um, empathetic to our policyholders and to be able to meet the policyholders at their needs. Because after all, we're an insurance company and people don't call us when things are going well. They call us when they have a challenge, right? So what we want to do is automate all the business processes that we can and allow our employees to be able to be empathetic with our policyholders and meet them at their needs. Well, Rich Gilbert, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a fascinating conversation about this remarkable transformation that you've led pre-pandemic, uh, but also now the remarkable gains that you're you're getting as a result of your having done so before so and then the the remarkable story of the continued resilience of the organization at least a a good portion of it uh due to the great work of your team congratulations and and great to speak with you today thanks peter really enjoyed it thank you for having me thanks for tuning in please join me on thursday when my guest will be dale jones the chief executive officer of diversified search <laughs>